fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> What's up? This is Sharks Across Hollywood, and this is week three of Power Rangers Month 2020. Are you are you ready to samurize? I hope you are. Let's kick some gigabutt. Let's pump up the power. That one is so stupidly adorable, I can't even. It's because that girl is stupidly adorable. She that's is. the only that's the only reason. If you'd given that to uh fucking Malcolm, <laughs> it would have just come across as rapey. Well, Malcolm is insane. If you are ready to pump up the power and kick some gigabutt with a cherry on top, thank you to Amp. We're gonna talk about about superhuman samurai cyber squad but that also means we have to bring up gridman the hyper agent which we will talk about in a minute i'm very excited because man because were you surprised like i knew i was going to enjoy this show and i was i was i was happy with it i watched the first episode i'm like yeah this is cool but then i kept going and i'm like wait a minute wait a minute is this show like good almost no no, you no, did. You didn't get fooled. that feeling. I got that no. feeling. I got it. I got that. I totally got that feeling in the first two episodes. But then by the time episode, mm, I'm gonna say five rolled around, I was like, oh, oh, okay. I get it. I was just so traumatized by the shit pile that is vampires that. By comparison, this is so user-friendly that I thought it was good, when in reality, it's shit. It's you know, just not as shit as vampires. You know what it is, though? Those first four episodes actually are pretty pretty good for a kid's show like this in the 90s i will have to i will have to say like you you get character development you and and the characters aren't super annoying they're kind of annoying but they're 90s kids and we're adults yeah. so i mean they're at gonna least they you. have at least they have more than one dimension to them you know i mean like for example malcolm isn't just the douchebag but he's also an artist and he you know he has an interest in sam's girlfriend you know that's why he hates sam so much so there's more than one level of just like ah I'm evil. I'm the I'm I love cars, you know. <laughs> and he's also he's also one prom date rejection away from a school shooting. Oh yeah, no, I wrote that down. <laughs> I was like, he's a real proto school shooter. You know that in 1999, he was watching the news and like, fuck, why didn't I think of that? Because he had Kilo Khan, voiced by the great guy whose name I can never remember when I actually go, Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. I, How the fuck did they get tim curry for this piece of shit because if you look at tim curry's uh filmography he did a lot of voiceovers and he was not always in good stuff okay home alone 2 is a not good movie but <laughs> you watch home alone 2 because of tim curry because he is so fucking good and i'm like why didn't they just make a whole movie about him because it would have gotten really daniel, annoying <laughs> him and daniel stern i'll give it to daniel stern too daniel stern is he, he should have been the second lead. They should have been just hanging out together, arguing. <laughs> oh, if man. it had just been the story, the tale of the wet bandits, I could have gone back to it. Have you seen Home Alone 2? Excuse me, the sticky bandits. I apologize. Oh, yeah, they're the sticky bandits in the sequel. So you have seen Home Alone 2. Yes. That's a movie we I've should... Seen home I've seen Home Alone 3 as well. Oh, God. I've tried for years to forget that piece <laughs> of shit. Home Alone 2 is one we should cover just because of the Tim Curry parts. <laughs> and there's a certain uh celebrity turned politician that we can make fun of for like oh fuck that's right oh god that douchebag's in it oh but anyway that's it, it's it's roughly the same time frame so we're kind of on topic here 
Okay, so let's talk Fair about <laughs> let's talk about Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Okay, this show let's. it premiered September twelfth <laughs> of nineteen ninety four. So <laughs> <laughs> barely barely averted disaster. Uh, so yeah, nineteen ninety four. It only ran for one year, and now you're right. It's probably it's not a good show, but it's not it's also not a bad show. As as these shows go, like. I wasn't actually annoyed by any of these characters. Like, some of their mannerisms are kind of annoying. But, like, I'm like, well, Sam is just a dude who just kind of wants... He, he he seems like a typical 14, 15-year-old dude who just wants this girl to like him. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I will say I do think it's a bad show. I just think it's not plumbing the depths like <laughs> vampires did you know where it's like how bad can we make a show and still get it on the air that's what vampires was about this is like how how cheaply can we make a show and still have it be successful i think that was more their approach and uh, to their credit you know it it works at times it does have moments uh, that aren't just bleak misery <laughs> Oh, I, I spent a lot of time laughing. I watched the first six episodes, and I giggled a lot because some of the lines are so ridiculous. Some of the characters are so fucking <laughs> funny, even when they're not supposed to be. Some of it is so good. Like, I can't... Like, okay, let's let's talk about that very first episode because we've done it with all the other ones. Let's talk about the first episode. All right, so, let's talk about it. It starts with the intro, which I will play here. The evil Kilocon lives inside computer circuits. With the help of Malcolm Frink, he creates megavirus monsters to attack electronic systems. Meanwhile, a freak accident turns Sam Collins into Servo. His friends join forces in their samurai's attack vehicles. Together, they transform into the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Superhuman Samurai. So we open up in the fucking in the typical 90s basement because every 90s kid had a guitar or a drum set and or a computer keyboard something in their room all the time. I had uh, uh, I had both a keyboard and a guitar by what was this 94 you said? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I had I had both the keyboard and the guitar. And you have three of the four main characters. They're all hanging out there. Uh, Tanker is the drummer and the big jockhead who would never in a million years hang out with any of these people in real no, life. Absolutely not. Let alone have a crush have a crush that everybody knew about on the nerdy computer girl. It helps that the nerdy computer girl is really cute. I mean, like, let's face it. Yeah, that it, doesn't hurt. She's not nerdy on the level that most of the nerdy computer girls we knew <laughs> growing up are nerdy. Who the fuck had the internet in 1994? 1994. Rich people I was had the just I was just figuring out bulletin boards. Okay, so yeah, you yeah you probably should have stayed away from computers at that point. Yeah, I I had to, I was trying so hard to find naked pictures, so hard. <laughs> it was so fucking hard to find a bulletin board service because back in those days, I don't know if you did you ever get on a bulletin board service? You were probably too young for that, weren't you? I have no, I thought you meant like physical bulletin boards. But no, 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 no. <laughs> bulletin boards were like the early internet. It, they were sites that you would 
would call you would use the modem in your computer to call that to call a phone number directly that phone number was a bulletin board and a lot of other people would call into it too and basically you would call into this bulletin board and you could post things there and you could download things from there you couldn't directly interact or or if you could i had never discovered how to directly interact with other members of the bulletin board but it was basically a member service almost all of them were free there were adult ones but whenever you joined a bulletin board what you would do is you would dial the bulletin board attempt to sign up then it would disconnect you then you would get a phone call from the operator of the bulletin board to verify who you were like a real person would call you and talk to you to verify who you were and then if they verified you they would let you become a member of the bulletin board that's not an awkward conversation to have (laughs) well that's just the thing is like all the adult ones you had to call in and it, it was a phone call back and then i'd get on the phone like hey how's it going and they're like <laughs> like right fuck kid. off kid <laughs> <laughs> so i was never able to download any nudie pictures from a bulletin board i'm sorry to say i feel that this is a failure on my part as yes. a as a teenager i think it showed my lack of ambition because if i had been ambitious enough i feel like i i could have pulled it off i just wasn't shameless enough <laughs> to get it done well yeah by the time i was old enough to give a shit about the internet and we had internet in the house it was there was no free porn i mean i'm sure there might have been but you had to like know people all you had to Put do on. you just went to google or whatever other search engine ask.com or ask jeeves that one and you typed in <laughs> you typed in boobs and then (laughs) (laughs) and then prayed you could find one out of the hundreds of links or it would actually (laughs) let you in without a credit card if you were me and my dumb friends it was like (laughs) (laughs) www.boobies.com well you see i was smart about that because by that point i had hit my late teens because that would have been i'm going to say 96 97 when i uh when i first got onto the internet internet with websites and everything thank you aol and my stepdad and, and free uh, data discs or whatever yeah and <laughs> i well no my dad my stepdad had the full america online package oh wow with unlimited minutes in 97 yes he Holy paid like 150 dollars a month for that that's wow yeah Jeez. but uh but no so i i was able to get on and i was like all right what's something popular that i could find boobs in playboy Playboy (laughs) playboy.com boom free boobies because they have i mean now granted the boobies were were obscured by the playboy logo you know until you entered your credit card information but shit (laughs) i was 17 that was more than enough more than enough Boobies obscured by the playboy logo i'm there for a mid-90s teen that would get you that would get any kid nothing now they'd just be like fuck (laughs) this what the hell is this i don't see anything they are fully clothed as far as i'm concerned yeah and it's free (laughs) who cares if i get a virus it's fine i'm touching my own dick i'm not giving anybody else the virus wait what kind of virus are we talking about again oh fuck here we are talking about stds while we're talking about a kid show that's how we roll baby because this is sharks across hollywood and i don't give a fuck we're the slim shady of podcasts granted no child like a young kid is going through this going like "Ooh, i watch superhuman samurai cyber squad (laughs) everybody who's ever watched superhuman samurai cyber squad is middle-aged now everybody so that is not entirely true okay your kids sorry no 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 uh there was an anime that 
recently came out in 2019 called now it's it's mostly based on the gridman tv show from 93 to 94 uh which we'll talk about in a minute but it's called sss gridman so it essentially pays homage to the american version of the show while continuing i think it's a continuation or a reboot of the of the original gridman series so technically a child today could totally watch a current version of superhuman samurai cyber squad Gridman. Yeah, Gridman, exactly. Which, that part is kind of funny. When Malcolm meets Kilo Khan, Malcolm asks him a question, like a yes or no question, and Kilo Khan's answer is, and Malcolm's like, good, good. I'm like, what the hell just happened? He didn't say yes, he didn't say no, he didn't say anything. He hissed at you. (laughs) It was really weird. What episode was that? That's the first fucking episode. Oh, fuck, man. I completely forgot that they had like, oh, they had like a dual monitor face off. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're looking at it from uh from malcolm's computer yes yeah yeah so malcolm's sitting in his little little nerd masturbatorium and he's fucking looking at kilo con on the screen with this <laughs> with his two three hundred dollar monitors back in those days oh he's definitely how, a, how yeah. fucking rich were his parents i was gonna say he's definitely a pretentious rich kid but he's also one of those kids he's like what can i do to sam to make him lose jennifer's affection or whoever that chick is and he's like i could do this or this or i could nuke his house i'm like dude what <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a throwaway line too i could do this this nuke his house <laughs> what the fuck okay cool sure so we meet amp as well we get sam tanker okay sydney is the computer nerd girl but amp let's talk about amp i know you you have something to say i can tell yes i completely forgot by episode two i completely forgot amp was even there because he's only there for 12 fucking seconds at the front of the episode right <laughs> yep so in episode two at the end of the episode i've been watching for like 45 minutes at this point with no amp in my show <laughs> and at the end of the episode he just comes walking out in full scottish golf regalia <laughs> like hola amigos i'm like whoa 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 oh no he says morning dudes and dudettes that's right and i'm like who the fuck is this guy am i supposed to know who that is <laughs> it's amp it's their friend <laughs> the weird guy i got i got he becomes more of a character yeah right, in in the next couple episodes so we meet we meet our four leads and they're they're likable and you know goofy and whatever then we, i love the fucking lunch lady it's who we meet next no the lunch lady is easily the most compelling character in episode one sydney and tank are basically like about as deep as rice paper yeah yeah but uh but they're lovable but the lunch, good. no they are i mean you know it, it helps that they're you know they're attractive young people mm-hmm. so that works in their favor but uh no the lunch lady is actually kind of entertaining like she's she's kind of cool she loves her fucking harley apparently my favorite part about her is though she's having a conversation with those two girls it's jeff god damn it jennifer yes and yolanda pratchard who is the principal's daughter they call her oh okay yes i forgot about yolanda so she's (laughs) those two are talking to the lunch lady and they're like can we buy this thing and she's like yeah harley blah 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 then they're like okay bye and she's like have a day like uh, yeah Like that's that sounds that sounds I know she's like accurate. I know her performance is super corny, but she is acting on a level B 
beyond this show. <laughs> oh, dude, she's she's doing some stuff. You know what? I didn't even I didn't even bother to look her up. Am I fucking crazy? I did not even IMDb that lady. You know, I'm sorry to say that I also did not IMDb her. I th- I think that I got so invested in her as a character on this show that it did not occur to me to look at her other stuff because the other people in the show I I really didn't care that much about. So of course I immediately flip over. I'm like, oh, I wonder what they were in. Oh, I wonder if they did anything. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, uh, specifically Sydney because, and I don't know if you watched that video I said. You know, you, I fucking she's... forgot. I watched like five minutes of it and then I had to I had to move on to something else for some reason. I forgot to go back to it. But she's it was in. Brilliant. She would appear later, I believe, because she looks just a little bit older in that video in a blockbuster video training video that is fucking hilarious. Like it's absolutely one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. It's fantastic. It, it's on YouTube. Just search blockbuster training video and she interacts with this character named Buster Sales who is just (laughs) ridiculous and uh, it's him basically teaching her how to be a better blockbuster employee it's very propaganda and it's (laughs) super weird but it's the five minutes that I made it through was fucking hilarious I I can't recommend it highly enough it is so disgustingly 90s too like super 90s like you're yeah the 90s was weird I just you know I don't know speaking of which this show is really 90s in the same way that that blockbuster video was very 90s which is it really embraces the 90s love of stereotypes and shitting on stereotypes the way malcolm is very much the artist character and he is completely the outsider and it's like yeah fuck him for being that guy and they just (laughs) they shit on him all the time the only guy who is kind of redemptive to him is sam and sam is every once in a while will just be like i'm sure he's okay he's just going through some stuff you know so like sam's kind of the sweet understanding guy but every tank is just like i'm gonna fucking kick his ass that piece of shit yeah kind of in fairness like, he does he does deserve it but oh no he absolutely not. does he's a super douche it's a good thing he's getting his aggressions out on our computer circuits instead yeah no that's that's definitely good okay we'll get to him in a minute though i did find mrs starkey the lunch lady oh that's right the delightful mrs starkey she was played by diana bellamy who unfortunately died in 2001 at 57 so that fucking sucks oh damn she died young she was a character actor she was in all sorts of shit she was in tj hooker and dynasty and bring him back alive i don't know what the fuck that is simon and simon that makes total sense she had that strong character actor vibe where she was like look this is the kind of show this is so this is how i'm gonna play it but she commits to it it's fantastic she's great she's definitely the best character in this entire show she played the nurse in police academy 2 their first assignment oh fuck I watched the shit out of that when I was a kid. Of course, I watched it for Bobcat Goldthwait. Like, that was my whole thing. Just, I was a Bobcat Goldthwait fan from the time I couldn't remember. I can't remember a time I wasn't a Bobcat fan. Oh, she was in that movie Crossroads with uh, with the Karate Kid and him playing guitar and shit against the devil. Oh, oh, not the Britney Spears one. No, no, not that one. This one came out in 1986, yeah. I never saw the Ralph Macchio one. I am aware of it, though. I watched it years and years ago. She was in The Nest, which looks like a cool horror movie. Family Ties, of course. Naturally. Alien Nation. (laughs) Alien Nation. Fuck, I forgot about that. She was in Critters 3. Oh, with Leo DiCaprio? (laughs) Yeah, apparently. In 91, yeah. Matlock. Doogie Howser. I can go through. Remember remember when I brought up California Dreams and you were like, what the fuck's that? Your knowledge of weird 90s fucking sitcoms. She was in that show. Of course she was. Step by Step. The Secret okay, World of Alex yeah. Mack, which is which was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. I remember the title, but I don't remember anything about it. The Alex Mack one? 
Yeah. Uh, it's about a girl with superpowers because the 90s was really into teen kid teenagers with superpowers. Yeah, it'd be cool if we brought that back. I like I like the teenagers with superpowers. You know, I actually do. The, the thing about uh, uh, something like Power Rangers or Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad even, you wouldn't be able to call it that because that's a fucking mouthful. But like a slightly grittier version of a show like this would totally work today. Yeah, they'd need to change up the because the one beef that I really had with it by episode 10, I made it through 10 episodes. Nice. Was uh, the the monster fights. They're all the same fight. And it's always with the same monster with like different shells you know like like some different armor or a different weapon but it's the same it's the same monster they're just reusing the same monster suit and just adding a few little you know touches of flair on it to change kind of yeah and it's and it all <laughs> takes place on the same set and don't get me wrong some of the set work that they do in let me see i think it was episode nine or ten there's that scene where the monster slices samurai style you know at an angle through that building and it just collapses and nice. That was a great effect. Like it was, it was really good. It looked great. And every once in a while they do that, but for the most part, it was just them kicking the shit out of some cardboard buildings, which <laughs> yeah, don't get yeah. me wrong, is very fun. But I want to see new monsters kicking them in in new ways, doing new things. And it was, it was the same fucking monster fight over and over and over. That is something that the Deke shows, both of the Deke shows that we're going to cover have kind of an issue with, but I don't think it was Deke's fault. This on this show, it was definitely Deke. It was all Deke next week. Week, by the way all <laughs> all is them. next week all original footage yes it is oh boy okay <laughs> oh we'll get to that oh i'm very excited <laughs> about that one all right let's continue with this with just just this first episode just we're you were meeting characters still so right after we meet the lunch lady it cuts to a shot of this of an like an elf drawing something that like would come out of lord of the rings and it's malcolm drawing <laughs> And he's looking at Jennifer because Jennifer's hot. Let's, she is. Yeah, she was definitely one of those mall auditions. Who'd she blow? Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing like that. Nothing creepy or dark. Although I'm sure there's plenty of creepy and dark involved at some point in this show. Oh, God. And, and specifically in the production of this show and possibly the casting. But no. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, when they when they have those casting calls for Disney shit and whatnot, and they're like, our agents have signed actors to Disney's That's So Raven. And, you know, if I, other references that are less than 20 years old. That's so fucking Raven. Where'd you, where'd you get? <laughs> I don't what the hell? know. I don't know. I'm just saying those are the ads you'd hear on the radio and shit like that. And then teenage girls would go down to the mall. This is, you know, back in the 90s and early 2000s. This was a major thing. I don't know if they still do that that way you know like if the internet has made people savvy enough to realize that those are basically sex predator meetings but uh you know like and then the teenagers would go down to the mall and they'd audition and they get cast and you know for a role in a town nearby where they're making you know superhuman samurai cyber squad or whatever and i guarantee that's how she got cast in that show and then she was out <laughs> hollywood chewed her up and spit her out and that was the end of it i yeah probably so we we just skimmed past the, or we, it, i just got past the part where sam got jennifer's number and it was really dumb but it was really slick honestly he did okay it, take me through it only, again i it was oh, a little that's weird. that's right the magic yeah trick. he's like you want to see a magic trick and then she sits down and he's like write this number down write this number down okay reverse it also write down your phone number she's like why he's like because it makes the trick harder he's gonna try to guess the number and he's like your number is 43 or whatever and she's like nope he's like well damn it okay well hey let me just throw this piece of paper with your phone number away and then he goes and apparently digs it out of the fucking garbage can 
he takes it home and he calls her and she's down for it that's the weird thing like that's the point at which oh that is that is weird i thought that was strange logically he calls her and she should be like where the fuck did you get my number and then he he reminds her or whatever and then she's like leave me alone you piece of shit nope (laughs) she's up for it so why didn't he just ask her for her number in the first place if that's the way it's gonna be i don't know he is obviously fucking teenagers he's also a moderately attractive dude who is in a band so that kind of that probably helped oh yeah definitely didn't hurt his chances and he's a nice guy like he's not a dickhead or anything he is i I will say that about sam he's not written like a dick tank a little bit of a dick but he's a jock so you know for for a jock character in the early 90s to be as nice as he is that's true that's yeah that's true oh and by the way malcolm did not like that sam got jennifer's number even even in the way that he did no malcolm was livid so now he's in his now he's in his jerk off factory (laughs) jerk off factory yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely it's it's definitely a den of debauchery so this is where he's also trying to be like should i nuke his house should i do whatever whatever and then he hits a button and then kilo khan fucking lightnings his way into the guy's monitor and he's like i'm kilo khan only all tim curry and it sounds awesome kilo khan voiced by the inimitable tim cutter and he also looks a lot like the shredder which is kind of weird a little bit yeah in the in the first episode of Gridman, you actually see him like walk around in a circle and do some stuff and i'm like wow he that's when i realized he looked like the shredder he looks (laughs) exactly like him it's super weird yeah it didn't even occur to me until you said it but then you said it and yeah i can see it but kilo khan's whole thing is that he just wants to take over the digital world he's the supreme overlord of the digital world or some shit which doesn't really make yeah which wouldn't make sense because he's fucking uh he's in this loser's computer he can't create any viruses but he can make them he can bring them to life if malcolm draws them i guess yeah the uh the power disparity there of (laughs) malcolm just malcolm just envisions these viruses malcolm doesn't do anything to program them or to explain how they're going to do what they do he just tells kilocon what they do and kilocon's like all right now they do it i mean that's like he could have he could have done so much more with that power what a waste he's like it's gonna make the air conditioner spit a nerve gas that makes people <laughs> cold emotionally cold to each other like jesus christ if you can program it that specifically <laughs> you could do so much there like a little egomaniac on a power trip could get so much more done with that um the the thing about this show that i noticed i only watched six episodes in the six episodes that i watched the stakes are all fucking over the place the first episode <laughs> or two he's like i'm taking over military stuff and we're like, okay, that's scary. And then by episode like five and six, he's in Sydney's wristwatch and he's just making her <laughs> making her hand do all sorts of weird shit. And then in the six, in episode six, he's in her, he sends a virus to her keyboard and it makes her and Tanker like have weird voices. Tanker gets a really high pitch voice and she has a really low pitch voice. I'm like, wait, yep. what happened? What happened to world domination through like military satellites and stuff? What happened? There's no, there's no proper level of escalation. It's like, yes, we're taking over the world, and now we're taking over lunchtime. <laughs> In fairness, though, that episode where her, with her hand was really funny. It made me, I was laughing the whole time. It was just goofy. I thought that was pretty well done. I mean, the concept, of course, is ridiculous. The wristwatch takes over her hand. But if you're going to give yourself over to the silliness of this show, that was a pretty good gag. I mean, you know, like it had her do it. And, and her performance was really good. The The hand really felt disembodied and like she wasn't 
doing, you know, like she wasn't controlling it <laughs> until we get to the point. The only exception to this where it just jumped the shark for me was they're sitting there at the table. <laughs> okay, and her I, hand know where, goes I know where you're going. Table, yes. And she is sitting up straight talking to everybody <laughs> while her hand is tying Amp's shoes, shoelaces together. I know. It's is like, she fucking stretch arms? How strong is her arm? <laughs> Stretch Armstrong style. It was the '90s. It did come back about that time. No, that's funny though. That I noticed that exact same thing. I'm like, what the hell's going? Okay, whatever. But again, you're along for the ride at this point. You've made it. It's episode six of a dumb show. You're there. Yeah. You're obviously in it. So nothing. Nothing else really happens for a while. We create. He creates the virus, and then they're fucking around. And Sam's trying to call Jennifer at home. It doesn't work because oh, that's right. Kilocon's on the fucking phone lines in this first episode. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Those are the episode one stakes. We're gonna block the phones. Nobody can call out. Nobody can call in. <laughs> Now, Sydney's fucking around with the computer somehow and warns him that there's a power surge or something. Oh, yeah. She's playing with his guitar. I don't know what the hell she's doing. But, yeah. And he's like, I need to be on the phone. I need to be on the phone. He's, like, pacing back and forth like a fucking idiot. And his little sister, who is just a disembodied voice, yells at him and drops which, cream on his face. They, which, we're, we're apparently getting that a lot in these episodes. Yes, I will say that that was a, uh, that was a running gag all the way through episode 10, which is as far as I watched, of course. <laughs> But I got to say, uh, I think it works in that very, very 90s sitcom kind of a way. She's this disembodied voice who only ever comes down the laundry chute. And every single time they interact with her, she drops <laughs> something. They, you know, like she baits them in with the promise of something and then drops something horrible on them. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, right. Uh, it's the Bulk she, and Skull gig. They have to get covered in something gross. She never bait and switches them, which would be nice, you know, to like change it up every once in a while. Here's no, a it's flower. Always, it's always exactly what you expect yeah. to happen, which is whatever the worst possible interpretation <laughs> of what she promises them is. But again, it's a very 90s sitcom trope, and I think they use it to good effect. We get some good slapstick gross out stuff out of it. And you were right. Sydney's messing around with the computer, I think, like cr trying to create like a new guitar effect or something and sam strums the guitar and gets sucked into the computer and we're just kind of doing an evil dead shot of him <laughs> flying through all the computer circuits and shit oh god yes and then he just shows up on the bed so all right this with is a toy on I... his wrist <laughs> that's right he's got the he's got the tie-in merch on he spends his, the on first two or wrist. three episodes going like how the fuck do i get this goddamn thing off me i look like an idiot <laughs> Which is awesome. And that's, I like the continuity at least, because <laughs> in the first episode, Jennifer likes him. And then in the second episode, he gets her arrested. And then he spends the whole third episode trying to get her to like him again. And, and then, then he's like, he I'm, never going, I'm never going back in the computer again. I'm not being, I'm not saving the world. Fuck that noise. And then he does get her back. And then it's like, all right, drama successfully played out. Let's move on to something else and never mention that shit again. Yet she's in the whole series, though, isn't she? I don't know. I, I only made it to episode 10. At this point, now that we've discussed Sam's transformation into Servo. He hasn't gotten there yet, technically. He has to talk to Jennifer. Oh, oh, oh. And then. Oh, that's right. And then that lady on the news does a thing. And then Servo pops up on the computer and Sam's like, oh, what the hell's this? And then he does that thing where he flails his arms around. Also, this first, this first episode has a really quippy little dumb titles called to protect and servo because servo is the name of the of the samurai character he becomes i guess is how that's right okay we'll take us into his transformation into servo because i have a conspiracy theory about it because 
it's just it's just too fucking ridiculous. It, but I think if you look a little bit closer and you think about it outside the box just a little bit, I think there's a perfect explanation as to where Servo came from. Okay, I actually have an explanation for that, but it's not in this. It's in Gridman. Now, is this a canon explanation or is this a theory? It's uh, what it actually is in Gridman, though. Okay, okay, in Gridman... That's one thing. And and I would like to hear it before I give you mine, okay. because who knows, maybe they dovetail somehow. But this is specifically a superhuman samurai cyber squad explanation. Oh, OK. OK. Mine is specifically this universe. All right. So Sam is servo now. Da, 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 da. The, ep- the episode plays out like a fucking once all the character stuff is done, then well, take us you know. into his transformation into servo, how he how he becomes servo. I mean, he has that initial that initial shock where he goes into the system and comes out and he's got the shit on his wrist. So how, how it happens the first time around, he's talk he's talking to Jennifer on the phone and then we kind of cut to the monster and the monster destroys a bunch of shit. Then he's like, oh, hey, uh, my phone doesn't work now because it was the 90s. And that's the kind of shit that happened. His phone is plugged into a wall. Sadly, he can't go yes. anywhere. Then it shows the news lady going like, oh, there's fucking phone outages all over the world blah even god well i can't even remember what she said it was really just this random quote about phones going off in weird places and then suddenly <laughs> off off to the side his computer is showing this servo program booting up everybody you know i don't know what the fuck the servo program is it's just his computer deciding to go all sentient and terminator and shit okay and that's <laughs> important that is important is. to my theory because it's- the computer does it on its own sam does not do anything no and no. Sydney doesn't do anything either. Sydney now. No, she's not even there. Yeah, exactly. So there's, you know, like you could say they could have gone with the explanation of, well, Sydney hacked into something or whatever and that unlocked, but they, they don't give you anything like that, right? Right. It's just for some reason, you know, there's this power surge. Um, oh, fuck, I've, I've forgotten his fucking name. Servo. No, no. Oh, Sam? No, no, the bad guy. Kilocon or? Kilocon. That's right. Kilo. <laughs> like I'm keep thinking of like bags of heroin and then like a, a mongol leader so so kilocon <laughs> appears now we're led to believe that kilo this is kilocon's first appearance is when he appears to malcolm this is the first time anyone in this universe uh, which is to say the universe of sam and malcolm and tanker and uh sydney and all them have seen kilocon right this right. is he, he he had his shit he was doing. We learn a little bit about him later. He had his shit he was doing, but this is the first time he appears in this universe. So he appears, and then suddenly Sam's computer gains these powers. A freak power surge leads to his computer coming up with Servo, right? I mean, Servo comes pre-made with weapons and programs to fight viruses in the internet, basically. Right. 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 So what's the canon explanation from Gridman? What okay. What is the explanation for that? So the main story of Gridman, the hyper agent. So three computer savvy kids, Naoto, Yuka and Epi, create their own video game superhero, but then discover, which is the best part, it's possessed by an interdimensional police officer called Gridman. He's pursuing an evil program called Con Digifer. He, he merges with Naoto and fights Con Digifer's digitized monsters created by social misfit Takeshi in order to prevent the computer demon from wreaking havoc on the town of wherever they're from and the entire human world. That's also a much better pitch than the pitch for Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad which is, and then in a freak accident, he becomes Servo! I am super bummed out that it doesn't have like a better story. Like that's a that's a cool thing. They could have just thrown that out there. However, I will say that part of me is also glad because it allowed me to come up with my theory and I don't know if they debunk this later in the series, but I'm 
going to say even if they do, they're wrong. They went off book. Okay, so here's my theory. Kilo Khan, who, by the way, uh, if the original was called Khan, then obviously this one is 10 times better than Khan because he's Kilo Khan. Um, That's too smart. Our audience won't understand that. <laughs> and he's played by Tim Curry, so he is 10 times better. Yes. Um, but Kilo Khan is presented as an artificial intelligence program that basically some shadowy government organization came up with and was mothballed for whatever reason right like very little is known about it right right but uh my interpretation of this whole thing based on the chain of events that unfolds as i presented it earlier and as you walked us through is kilocon created servo specifically because in his own little artificial intelligence world he had gotten bored so what did he do he reached out to these sad lonely teenagers these conflicted little creatures who made no sense to him because he is eminently logical and decided to see what would happen if he gave both of them powers beyond their ordinary the ordinary scope of their lives so he found malcolm and then he found sam and he pitted them against each other for his own sick amusement and that's why he keeps doing what malcolm asks even though it's dumb as hell because he's <laughs> experimenting on them he wants to see what malcolm will do and he wants to see how sam Sam will counter it. He's not mad when Sam beats him. He's demonstrated multiple times, uh, if you watch far enough, that he has the power to possess Servo if he wants to. So clearly Servo is no threat to him, and yet he keeps let he keeps letting Servo win. Why? Because he created this whole situation for his own entertainment. And that's my pitch. I like that idea. All right. Okay, Netflix. Something that would be the perfect way to bring this into the 21st century, don't you think? For a slightly, <laughs> a slightly more adult thing with, uh, you know, themes of control and all that shit. Get really deep with it, and I mean, pretty soon he's performing six psychological experiments on the kids. This stuff isn't without like it could be serious. Like it, it was proven, uh, you know, it, it's proved that it can kind of be taken seriously with the Power Rangers movie from 2017. True. Of which, you know what, uh, you my cynical-ass 21-year-old son has said that that was the one Power Rangers thing he ever enjoyed. And and he watched through several of the uh, that first iteration of Power Rangers with me. You want to get back on track here? We. 
<laughs> Why? Were we talking about something? I forgot where we were. There was one thing that happened. So I remember, I remember this joke and I don't know I know I saw this episode. It was episode four called, uh, what was it called? Uh, Amp Loves You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one where he's in love with his teacher. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So it's the weirdest fucking thing because I remembered one joke from the show i remember Which is and because it, it came up and i'm like holy fuck i remember that i don't know i don't know how i remember that but it was the part where am's talking to sam and one of the others and he's like he's like oh i love my teacher look i have a meeting with her look at all these x's she put on my paper that they mean kisses you know and sam's like amp i think they mean wrong answers it, <laughs> it hit me like a weird flashback i'm like holy fuck i watched this somehow i'm i don't know if this was one that got released on vhs or whatever but i remember that specific joke which is the huh. weirdest thing to me the only thing that i could say about that episode it's a little bit disturbing that everyone is concerned that miss tilden is old and ugly <laughs> but as soon as she's hot it's like oh yeah go oh, for no, it it's dude. fine <laughs> yeah no i Go try I, to bang your teacher i thought the same thing i'm like is it i mean amp is clearly stupid so maybe he's like 18 19 who knows 20 23 it's it, possible i guess i <laughs> but i'm gonna be in a state of arrested development and he he's definitely because he's so dumb but he's just the he's the most lovable one of them all i audibly went oh during this one episode and i can't remember which episode it was one of them's talking to amp and they go amp you know you're really weird man and he's like i know but my heart is pure and i'm like that might be <laughs> the best written line in any of these shows I'm like that was so fucking adorable i love amp so much mm, yeah all right fair fair his heart is pure and that is pretty sweet i do do think it's funny that in that episode uh the miss tilden episode they're fighting a bone monster why because amp has a boner because because it's all about <laughs> it's all about amp being hot for teacher and then they're fighting a bone monster because <laughs> we're adults on this show bone monster <laughs> equals boners uh come on there's not a bone monster in any other episode it's the only one where the monster is a giant bone covered beast <laughs> So eventually though and i haven't made it to this episode yet it's later on amp gets replaced but there's a there's a reason for it i'm sure the actor himself wanted to leave the show or something but he gets <laughs> like i feel like i'm kind of one i'm kind of yeah. getting typecast in this show he uh he gets replaced by a character named lucky london who is like a surfer guy so i don't that know seems I, like a viable 90s alternative to a moron a surfer yeah uh so i'm gonna tell you what happens to amp's character okay because wow so you know you know he he becomes the band's bass player after it's revealed that his brother is you know going back to college or whatever so he's either smart or just completely clueless to everything like he knows shit then he doesn't and there there's a thing here that says he had an unorthodox way of performing tasks such as writing in a notebook with his toes or studying by eating book pages with milk and sugar speaking of the first time we actually see him he's pouring orange juice into a boot and saying don't drink my science project there's a reason why he's so weird it's later revealed that Amp is actually an alien and he returns to his home planet with his parents <laughs> off screen so that means from one episode to another everybody's just like okay cool Amp's gone now so i guess oh and by the way he was an alien yeah i I guess (laughs) so (laughs) that is nuts so subaraya productions man this is actually this 
Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad is a co-production between Deke and Subaraya. Like, Subaraya actually was involved in making the American show. He didn't just say, here's the footage, go have fun. Which is probably why it's so close to the premise of the original show. Which is good. I'm really looking forward to diving in more to Gridman the Hyper Agent, though, because it's a lot darker. It has a fucking ending. By the way, I hate it so much when these shows don't have endings. The show next well, week didn't have an ending either. It's because mm. they're not planning on it getting canceled. It's just getting canceled because it sucks. Couldn't capture that Power Rangers glory. Well, no, no shit, because Power Rangers was a fucking juggernaut at this point still. This is a show that I never caught on TV either, which is weird. I only heard about it, and I think I watched one episode on TV in Butte, Montana, because my cousin, who introduced me to Power Rangers, brought it up and wanted to watch it one day. Because we were both at my grandma's house in Butte. This is the cousin who was too old for Power Rangers, right? Yes. Don't ask. I have no idea. I just remember that being the case. Did he introduce you to vampires too? Like, no. You're never going to believe this show. No. Vampires was a discovery I made on my own six yeah. months ago. <laughs> I think that's the story in everybody's case. I don't think anybody discovered this show when it was on. I'm sure three or four people had it on when it was airing oh i'm talking about vampires yeah i vampires. know that's what i'm talking this, about i'm sure sure <laughs> sure it happened superhuman samurai cyber squad i remember uh i remember seeing or hearing advertisements for superhuman samurai cyber squad and at that point i was already disgusted with power rangers so you know <laughs> yeah that's definitely definitely a thing uh, oh, hey, uh, I did want to talk about the narrator. Let's talk about the narrator from Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Holy shit. Okay, the uh, the Don Pardo wannabe. Yeah, his name is Gary Owens. And what else has Gary Owens done? Uh, it's a long fucking list, let me tell you. So, voice acting. The title character of Roger Ramjet, which is why you probably think he sounds kind of like you were impersonating. Yep. That's exactly, that's it, isn't it? Okay. Uh, Yep, it's Roger Ramjet. You got it. And so so here's a good one. Space Ghost. He was Space Ghost. Uh, no shit. Yeah. Uh, he was the announcer for Garfield and Friends. He was the narrator on the Dr. Fibes Rises Again, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> the Vincent Price movie? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, he was Inspector Gadget. He voiced Inspector Gadget in the pilot episode of that show. Just, just the pilot. Just the pilot. He was a substitute announcer for Bill Nye the Science Guy. That's weird. He was the announcer and the principal in two episodes of Two Stupid Dogs, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I was a little too old for Two Stupid Dogs. My sister watched it, okay? She was she's fucking your age. Well, give her my number if she's fucking my age. Yeah, she's married to a guy who could rip you apart though. Oh, okay. And he's also well, yeah. a he's also a Republican, so I don't know how that's going. Hey, you never know, man. Them Republicans get up to some freaky shit. I said he's a Republican. I don't know what she is. Them Republicans get up to some <laughs> freaky shit, like uh, having strangers come in and fuck their wives in front of them. Woo! I'm down. Not my sister, though. Gross! Stop being weird, freak. <laughs> um, I'm uh, assuming she looks just like you, except with less beard. Not nah, more. Ooh! Wow. <laughs> Now I'm curious. So this is this is my favorite credit of his, as far as voice acting is concerned. He was Commander Ulysses Farrell in SWAT Cats, which was <laughs> oh the God. best fucking show in the world. He did an episode of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which is kind of that terrible, wacky one running concurrently with the more serious better one he did Wait, this there there was a more serious better sonic the hedgehog show yeah did you uh there was there was the adventures of sonic the hedgehog where it's just a wacky cartoon and all he does is eat chili dogs and goes all and it's weird and then they <laughs> they have a psa at the end of one episode about how you shouldn't 
get in the dryer, <laughs> like the clothes dryer. <laughs> Some ignorant kid takes a ride in the dryer every day, bah. You know how Ninja Turtles wow. have like PSAs at the end of their show with stuff like, hey, save electricity, maybe you should recycle. Sonic says, don't get in your dryer, kids. <laughs> see, I was thinking more along the lines of G.I. Joe and knowing is half the battle. Oh, okay, yeah, see, G.I. Joe, that's, yeah, same idea. As stuff that actually matters, but, you know, dryer, it's fine. Uh, he did the He did the commercial for Super Mario Land 2 which is cool for Game Boy. That was uh, Wario Land, if I'm not mistaken. No, that was that was, a that was three, first I think. appearance of Wario. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the first appearance of Wario. Yes, it was, he was the bad guy in that one. And Wario Land was Oh, that's right. Three. Wario yeah. Land was three because uh, that was the... That was the follow-up to to us. What was, what was Mario Land 2? It was the secret of the seven it was the stars or something six golden like coins. Uh, the golden coins, okay. Uh, wow. He was in a bunch of live-action shit, too. Jesus. He was in Mikhail's Navy and... <laughs> McHale's Navy joins the Air Force in 1965, and he was in the Munsters and the Green Hornet. Fuck yeah. Uh, he was in the Batman show, The Love Bug, I Dream of Genie, Sesame Street. Good lord, guy. Done He's more than his uh, fair share, I think. 2011, Batman the Brave and the Bold, where he voiced Space Ghost again. And unfortunately, he died in February of 2015. God damn it. This, this show's getting fucking sad. <laughs> Did you see how far back his resume stretched? I should say, I'm not surprised he died. In, I'm surprised he made it to 2015, if I'm being honest. Yeah, he was 80, so he, he did okay. Yeah, good on him. We should no all shit. be so lucky. I agree. So that's uh, that's Gary Owens, man. This is actually a show that I want to continue watching, because I was actually enjoying it. I legitimately liked it. It's legitimately dumb, but it's enjoyable. I will say it had its moments. The simple fact of it having the girl whose name I can't remember from the Blockbuster video. Right. That that helps. Like that was just. Mwah. I've watched that blockbuster video several <laughs> times before I ever saw this show. Oh and really? Like over the years, or just recently when you just, discovered it? I just discovered it like a year ago or something. Oh. And in that time, I've watched it several times. Oh I watched cool! It, I watched it by myself at least twice, and then I've watched it once with uh, at least two of my kids. So maybe I'll, I'll I won't forget to watch it next week. We can talk about it for a minute because that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> It's it's good. It's just yeah, it's so 90s. I love the 90s. It's again, it's such a weird time and that's where I, you know, I was a kid in the 90s. Life was life was fucking good back then. I was a teenager in the 90s. So life was very life was starting trying, to suck for you. <laughs> life was trying hard to be cool and not generally succeeding. I just wanted to go I just wanted to watch my fucking cartoons, Stone Protectors, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs man, Re- <laughs> reboot even, you know. Lots of Canadian TV I'm realizing. Montana man. Well, we had cable so fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I just I just picture all you're getting is like two channels and then like SCTV. Well, we had we had the three regular channels, which is where I watched most of my Saturday morning cartoons. Hence the Cadillacs and Dinosaurs reboot. Stone Protectors, which is a terrible show, but it's fucking awesome anyways. Uh, Skeleton Warriors, which is actually still a pretty cool show. It's actually, wow. Shit, shit in the 90s got super violent and weird. I do remember Skeleton Warriors. I remember my neighbor, uh, well, neighbor is maybe stretching it a little bit. She lived like, you know, a mile away but she was a very dear friend of ours and uh boy when that came out she was not super stoked about it let me tell you oh these saturday morning cartoons i i won't even let my kids watch them they're trying to pollute our minds with stuff like (laughs) skeleton warriors are you kidding me what demonic garbage is this it's fucking awesome demonic garbage that's what it is (laughs) yeah that's what every kid was thinking anyway yeah i love that show (laughs) 
Uh, you can actually find all those on YouTube, and they're okay still. They hold up pretty um, well, actually. In case there are younger people listening, we should probably explain. Back in the 80s and 90s, <laughs> if you didn't have cable, there were only three channels you could get. And PBS. Everybody could get three channels. Oh, and uh, PBS. Yeah. And, uh, it, I mean, granted, uh, in some cases, you couldn't even get all those channels. Like, in, let me see, it, it would have been the mid-90s. I had a TV in my room, but all I had was the rabbit ears and we live so far out in the country <laughs> that i only got two channels in pbs and they were probably but fuzzy they were they were absolutely fuzzy <laughs> yeah. but i was lucky to get them because pbs had my favorite show at that time red dwarf oh, and yeah. uh and then i also got the channel i can't remember which channel it was but i got the channel that had star trek deep space nine which was my other favorite show so. oh and kids you actually had to be there at a certain time to watch these shows well that's where i was also very lucky in that i had scored a used vcr that one of my relatives Ooh. was getting rid of illegal and oh i would God. i it had i knew how to set the timer feature on it how so the I would fuck did you figure that shows. out nobody knew how to do that i was very technically savvy in my day fucking nerd you want to samurize now granted uh by the end of the 90s it was over my tech savvy had gone the way of the dodo as <laughs> they say it's it's too much now i can't i can't even begin <laughs> No, Windows 98 was what killed me. I was okay through Windows 95, and then 98 came out, and it was just like, nope, you're done. There's this thing called Audacity that I keep on using, and I fucking still don't know how to use it after two years. (laughs) It's a computer in front of me. Computer? Oh, God. Getting older blows sometimes. Oh, it does. That's why we have to go back and do this dumb shit, because I'm like, oh, hey, I can pretend like I was, I'm a kid again, and I can relive memories of going to Hastings and renting to protect and servo and giggling and having fun and then not having any <laughs> friends because nobody wanted to hang out with the nerdy kid because everybody was too cool for Power Rangers. Junior high was a tragically cool time. I, I, was, I, was, I was too cool in junior high for that kind of stuff, too. Oh, are we talking grade school? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kids that's were right. assholes, Fuck, man. I keep, I keep keep forgetting how much younger than me you are i know i know yeah kids by by fifth grade like everything that i thought was cool was uncool because all the older I mean, kids were in fairness i was in high school so i just thought junior high for you but then i forget like it's it's very nigh on 10 years between us <laughs> yeah, isn't it almost yeah like i said there's some crossover but no you know there's some not at all <laughs> yeah i watched he-man and gi joe but i wasn't there when they first aired man yeah i watched them on live tv i recommend you watch that first episode of grid man by the way because it was kind of awesome okay i may or may not do that but i will take it under advisement if for nothing nothing else rather than to hear that fucking awesome song again i have to admit the uh the Gridman song was pretty cool maybe you should take us out on it oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do something not right now because you can't hear it anyway so it's n- fucking pointless it's not pointless, <laughs> just but. say you could you could be like yeah i am and i'm gonna do it right now then you wouldn't have to do it because you know obviously you're going to insert it later put it in later i got take care of it in post all right so superhuman samurai cyber squad what do you what do you think should you know did you like it did you hate it did you want to put servo sword up my butt because you hated it a lot or what i didn't hate it um it was no vampires in that way uh i was in fact it was such a relief after vampires that i think if anything i liked it more than i probably should have (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> just because it wasn't the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. By the time episode 10 rolled around, I was like, yeah, I don't think I like this as much as I thought I did after episode one. The lunch lady remains solid throughout. I, I will definitely go down as saying she is the best character in the entire series uh, as far as I have seen. Tim Curry is way too good for this show. <laughs> Blockbuster Girl is a fantastic reference. I, I love that she was in it and I got to like every time I saw her, I was like, Buster Sales. I'm <laughs> super happy that you had you had like a connection to this prior <laughs> to this. That makes me so fucking happy. I mean, aside from uh, what is it? Matthew Lawrence or yeah, Taylor Math- Lawrence Matthew or Lawrence, some Lawrence child. Uh, we didn't even know, talk about course, Boy Meets World. What the fuck? Of course, I grew up on Joey Lawrence. And I grew up on Matthew and Andrew, both both of the younger guys. Yep. Yeah. There you go. They were so, even in a show together called Brotherly Love, which I liked. Oh, were they? Yeah. I forgot about I I still, I'll take your word for it. If, it. if it happened, I've completely forgotten about it. Now, I liked it back then. I'd watch it now and probably go, what is this schmaltzy crap? Oh, hey, before I get into the last thing, did you know Deke also produced a New Kids on the Block TV show? Cartoon? They did, and I watched it when I was a kid. I remember that. I don't remember a goddamn thing about it, but I remember it existed. I just wanted to throw that one out there. Now, that had to have been before this. I don't Because know. the New Kids on the Block peaked in, like, 1989 or 1990. Yeah, but everybody had a everybody had their own cartoon show in that early 90s, late 80s, and, early 90s thing. And there's a joke in one of the episodes where I think Tanker says, yeah, the odds of that are about as good as the New Kids becoming popular again. <laughs> I love the pop culture reference references in this show it's fucking great <laughs> that dates it more than anything else i think all those weird oh man those are the things that i laughed at the most i think because they're just so fucking funny it was so weird but oh, oh my God. you really are you really are the perfect person for uh for nostalgia trips man like, oh i love it. all the nostalgia cash grabs are just they're for me right at your they center are, mass but the only issue is i'm like can you guys make hey Speaking of, Ultraman is getting really awesome fucking Blu-ray releases. Can we at least get a shitty DVD release of this again? I would buy this. I would get this. It would be nice to have this. I have the other one that we're doing next week. Yeah, that's true. I I think this one actually could probably benefit from a decent DVD release. You know, like it wouldn't have to be a remaster or anything. Like like they could just they could they could just do like a you know uh, what is it. 420 or 440 and maybe try to track down track down like matthew lawrence or something i don't think he's doing much get an interview with him that'd be fun about the show get some commentaries on those episodes oh dude that'd be awesome (laughs) but no it's produced by subaraya so you know ultraman subaraya it's getting all that yeah men mill creek actually did release this on dvd a long time ago but it's impossible to find because it's out of print and you have to pay like 800 dollars for the first see for the first uh volume of it and nobody wants it that much no it's not 800 dollars, but it's it's, <laughs> it's overpriced it's it's a 20 dollar you know yeah like, but really really also release Gridman like that that's the one that i really want a good a good give that one some good treatment because that's a fun show and, see what they could do is they could do a solid blu-ray or even a 4k uh remaster of Gridman and then throw superhuman superhuman samurai cyber squad on as like a bonus feature do it but they're not going to because my life doesn't work that way. It could in a world where good things happen to me. So Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, man. I I like this show. It's good stuff. I'll give it a middling rating. I'd give it like a 5 out of 10. It's no fucking Power Rangers, am I right? 
It's no Power Rangers. And the fact that it only got that one season to kind of, I mean, like, I just, it, it's annoying because the last episode it doesn't seem final. It's Tanker has to take over his servo for one episode because Sam is indisposed for some reason. Oh. But I thought it was cool. So it's all on YouTube. So if, if you're into it, man, check it out. It's good stuff. There's only 53 episodes. You don't have to watch them all. <laughs> I'll say this. If you're into this kind of a show, it's better than some. Yeah, it really is. It doesn't doesn't suck. So that's good. It's not awful. I, I, I think the real strength of the show, strangely enough, uh, lies in the uh, in the live action seg, or rather, the, in the American stuff. The American yeah. segments. The American segments on this show are actually better and more interesting than the monster fights, which was a real bummer for me. I think that's what ended up souring me and bringing it down to like a five. Cause if the monster fights had been better, I, I would definitely rate this pretty high yeah, uh, right. for this type of a show. But yeah, the monster fights were just the, the first couple were good. And then by the time we got to like three or four, like I love the first one. The first one, uh, Servo fights fucking Blastoise from Pokemon. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's like a grittier awesome. version of Blastoise. But yeah, by by episode four or five, it was they were just recycling the same material. Yeah, yeah. Again, Deke was really good about that. You will see that next week. Do you want me to tell you what we're doing next week? You have it. We gave it to you. It was a, it was a it was a good present. I think. Is it tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills? Yes, it is. I'll try very hard not to be <laughs> shit-faced drunk by the first episode. Okay, don't. You know what? M- watch it. Make your daughter watch it with you and have her record you the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. She'll be stoked about that. She loves shit like this. Well, no, I'd have better should. luck with my son. I, oh. I'd have better luck with the youngest. Well, that, that's probably actually true. actually up for this kind of shit occasionally. Oh, good. We'll have him hold the phone so we can get your fucking reaction. I just want to I just want to know what your what your face is going to look like just throughout the whole first episode it's fucking the best thing ever and it has an awesome theme song and by awesome i mean ironically awesome okay all right but uh i'm gonna make you watch the whole fucking thing if i actually record that why <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna it'll be great so next week tattooed teenage alien fighters from beverly hills I'm again. I'm very excited about that one. I I actually caught that one live on TV every once in a while. That is easily the best title of any show we've done so far for Power Rangers Month. Oh, any including show ever. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> Fuck Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as a title. Tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills is where it's at. There's a pattern there with Deke superhero shows like this. Very long titles. <laughs> so I gathered. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back next week with that shit. But hey, you can follow us on social media and all that shit on everything at the Shark Pod if you want to give us money. Again, you should. You should feel bad for me because I hate my job and it makes me want to cry. Same. You can you can donate. If one person just gave us a million dollars, we'd be good. Uh, <laughs> you can... You can donate at patreon.com slash sharks across hollywood audibletrial.com slash sharks across hollywood you can get your fucking free audiobook and i probably shouldn't say fuck when i'm talking about it because they don't like that Uh, just just bleep it but they're not listening so get your audiobook we'll be back next week and it'll be all kinds of fun because i am super fucking excited it'll be the last episode of power rangers month for 2020 and then we can move on to talking about movies again yeah that's gonna be a little bit of a relief this has been a rough (laughs) power rangers month uh you say that every time though yeah no this one was especially vampire was truly a low point 
I don't know that I'm going to be fully recovered from that for a long time. Alien Fighters, the, the next one is, is going to be a treat for you. All you got to do is watch the first episode and you have it. It's beautiful. Okay. Well, I'm excited about this one. I If only for that amazing title. You're going to want to watch I, more. But <laughs> I have been waiting to crack that. I've been waiting for an excuse to crack that DVD case. I can't get my kids to watch it with me for love or money. So now I've got the excuse. I'm going to sit down. Honestly, my intention, my intention, I don't know if I'll live up to this intention. My intention is to watch every single episode. Oh, good luck. That'll be hard. <laughs> it stops being fun after a while. <laughs> There might be some day drinking involved in this one. <laughs> there would have to be. That's a podcast all on its own. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe I'll just record. Maybe I'll just take this sweet new microphone you got me and just sit in my living room and record myself reacting to tattooed teenage alien. Oh, Nimbar's slimy hand. Why does he sound like the guy from Beetlejuice? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hey, we'll be back next week with all that shit. But until then, everybody, stay jawsome.